Hey guys, and welcome to The One Up Project. We're simplifying all things finance and lifestyle in a relaxed environment. It's all just a bit of fun, so be sure to keep listening and let the content be a catalyst for your own self-improvement. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of The One Up Project. Got Luke here again, and we're going to talk about something that both of us are very, very passionate about. So it might get heated might get argumentative. No, I'm pretty sure we'll be on the same page for the majority, but you never know. So welcome, Luke. How are you? Very, very good. I'm excited for this. I was driving here and I'm like, right, this is going to be fun. I should maybe like, I don't know about apologise in advance, but <laughs> just pre-warn people that there might be some things that are confronting or conflicting mm. uh, or maybe something they don't want to hear. So mm. I would just urge people to uh, understand that this is coming from a good place and the heart is in the right place. Exactly, yeah. Keep in mind it could be ruthless. And I suppose just a disclaimer in that is that obviously we can only speak from our own experiences. We've only been, I don't know about you, but I've only been to one high school, um, one primary, one intermediate, one university. So I can't speak on behalf of anyone else's experiences apart from my own. And I'm sure it's the same for Luke. So we're just going to say what we think. And yeah, so it's a very opinion-based one. Those of you who love a bit of entertainment, this should be good. Um, so yeah, I thought we could, well, have I even said what we're talking about? Basically, we're going to talk about the education system in New Zealand in general, our problems with it, how we would fix it, and then maybe a few things we're doing at the moment to change that for the better. So I think it might be good if we start with our, both of our education backgrounds. Yeah. We don't need to, well, I, I don't mind mentioning the school, but you don't have to mention yours if you don't want to, and then like talk about that and where we went to school what decile it was, those kind of things. Yeah, okay. Uh, so I grew up in Danny Burke and went to a small rural school out in the country at, for primary school. And that was uh, that was cool. I enjoyed that and got to, I went to Scouts as well. That's probably part of my education. Cool. Um, and that was out in the country. So we got to shoot guns and get like left in the middle of paddocks and had to find our way home in the dark and stuff. So nice. I probably learned more doing that probably. about how much of a little bitch I was than uh, <laughs> I did at school. And then I didn't want to stay and go to Dannyburg High School for some reason. I said to mum, I want to catch the bus over to Palmy Boys and go to Palmy Boys. So mm. I think because I had an older stepbrother who had been there, I thought maybe that was like, uh, you know, maybe I was looking up to him or something. I'm not yeah. really too sure what actually drove that decision. But anyway, so I went to Boys High, third form through to uh, seventh form, uh, but year 13. Actually, by yeah, it was changing when I was there. And then I went on to Massey University straight after secondary school and did, you have to do four years to become a chartered accountant back in that day. Ah. Now, now it's only three, which is good. So in my yeah. fourth year, I just studied like the stupidest shit. You just have to do a fourth <laughs> year of study. So I did like a wow. graduate diploma. I was probably only at uni for six hours a week. Um, wow. So, so I was working part time and then blowing that cash at the pub on the weekend like a bowler instead of paying back my student <laughs> That's loan. The uni life, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, oh, 100%. You know, you make it back at some stage. Mm. And yeah, I always remember one of my last lectures, they were getting rid of the paper because there was so little amount of people that were studying it. It was something in like the science y area because I just wanted to do something different. I did it with a mate. And it was based around st- statistics as well. But this dude hosted like a leaving party for his class because it was so dear to him because he'd been teaching it for ages but uni were dropping it and he brought like goons to it <laughs> and so and it's was messy and palmy yeah oh, and there was like <laughs> there was heaps left over so me and my mate took it and we went home and made this massive punch and just got shit oh my so, god so you know uni and fourth year was probably a bit waste of time is yeah. probably what people are hearing here um and then you're into your ca study and that takes i think maybe two years i can't even remember yeah, Maybe I think you can do it in two years. Yeah. But isn't that three years' work experience as well? Yeah, three years of work experience. So chartered accounting for those people that don't know what CA is, we won't, uh, you know, won't hold that against you. And then, <laughs> no. and then if you want to go out on your own and have a, your own accounting practice, you need a certificate of public practice, which takes like really? another year and you've got to pass that as well. So I don't know. I think I've probably done like 22 years of education by the Shit, time yeah. I could get out there and say, hey, Good I want to be your accountant. You need to pay us some money. Mm. so she's a fair old journey what mm. about yourself um well you sound a lot more educated than me but i went to a pri- i went to pretty much all schools out in west auckland so westy represent um, but i went to arahoe in new lynn for primary block of spain intermediate which is kind of central and for intermediate obviously and avondale college for high school which is probably what i'll talk about most here because i've got my most my, the most amount of, amount of opinions towards 
what I learned there and how they ran education. And then for uni, I went to AUT, which I've spoken about in a recent episode. If you want to hear that, it's called The University Experience, My Thoughts and Reflections. But yeah, um, so cool. That's good to know. And I guess a note that I want to bring up too is that the high school I went to was a decile for school. And I want to say that because I feel like that can sometimes represent what you can get taught or encouraged to do in school. Um, and that's what I saw when I was there. So yeah, I think we'll get into it and maybe start with some issues we've found um, in general throughout our education careers. Um, what's something that pops into your mind, Luke? Uh, straight away, I guess, four years to get a, you know, to then put yourself in the position to become a chartered accountant. Like that's an absolute waste of a year, mm. which wasn't cheap. I think one of the major issues I see now that I look back at it is that when I was at Palmy Boys, and I'd imagine a lot of schools were like this around the country, there was no other option. Like, if you're a smart kid, you're going to buy uni, okay? So mm. it's like, if you're below these sort of, this uh, tier, I think, of brains, mm. maybe go investigate the trades or something, off you go. If you're up here, there's no other option. You need to go to uni because you're yeah. effectively like representing the statistics of the school. Mm. And I don't think at that age, like, you, you, fuck, like, I'm 32 now. Like, most of my mates don't know what they want to do with their lives. How, at 17... Do you know what you want to study, what you like doing, what you want to learn about to then go, exactly. oh, yeah, I'm going to go invest three years or four years of my life to yep. then find out on the other side of that if I can get a job, which then you, most people don't even like anyway. Or if it's even relevant to what you want yeah. to do long term as well. So I was basing my study of accounting off the fact that I thought I liked the share market when we in economics. And I thought, well, I think accountants make a lot of money. So if I make a bit of money, I'll be able to play in the share market and that'll be fun for me so I might go study accounting so I can learn more about the share market so mm. I was fucking way off I should have done finance <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but it's like that methodology that I think breaks a lot of people because they then get right through uni and get into a job and they're like oh now I'm too deep and then they've just got to stick it out so I think I used to laugh at the people that went on gap years. I was like, gap years, righto. And now I'm like, man, that's really smart. Like, mm. you give yourself a year to think about what you may want to do. And, yeah, I mean, we'll probably get into it, but I just think university is, like, is overpriced and doesn't 100%. have the same value. And we don't understand at the other end of it, if you come out with a $30,000 loan, you got to pay that back. And that's, you know, say $45,000 of income after tax or well, maybe not that amount maybe it's 40 i don't know but you've got to earn like a high level of income to repay that and yeah. people on average get to 30 and still have a student loan so mm. you're only really starting free with like no shackles at age 30 and, yeah. and but then technically that's one half of the way to retirement so then we put all the stress under ourselves of like shit was that the right road to take so mm. i think the whole process is broken but I can see how it happened because I asked my parents and they said that like back in their day like a lot of people lost their jobs and stuff and so having a safe job was like you know you're the envy of everybody and so you'd back in the day you go work at the post office because that would be like a real safe job mm. so their teaching to us was like okay if you need if you want a safe job you need to go to uni it's going to guarantee that you get a job and to their credit that's true. Like not many people go to uni and study something of actual relevance and then don't end up with a job apart from maybe your bachelor of bachelor of arts or whatever, or so of sports science and they all go on to teach sport uh, PE or whatever, mm. but then they've got to do extra study to become a teacher. So mm. I think they put us on the right track, but now time and technology has evolved and we're like, Hmm, is that actually fit for purpose anymore? Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree with you about that. And, especially around the, the student loan thing, I think it's incredibly overpriced. I mean, for example, when I did work experience with Next Advisory, yeah. I was paying eight grand for that semester, but I was hardly at uni. There was no resources given to me. You know, I was working with you guys. You were the ones giving me all the knowledge. It's just like, I should be yeah. paying you. I'd rather... We were making it up. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather be paying you than uni to do the like work experience. It's just ridiculous. And I remember just thinking like, what am I even paying for here? Am yeah. I paying for the exam at the end, the resource papers, the teachers to market, like all this kind of shit? I was like, it's just not good enough, is it? Yeah. And that's actually a really good point. Like I think I've got a young lad who wants to do some work for us at the moment outside of Next Advisory. And 
he's telling me what he wants to get paid and i'm sort of thinking mate the fact that you get to spend time with me is actually currency that'll sound like really arrogant to people but he'll learn something in that time that he'll never learn at uni at school whatever and he'll unlock like valuable skills Mm. and so you but you never get paid for that because it's not what we get taught to do but then people say well instead of going to uni like go and find somebody that you really admire and say hey can i please work for you for free and i reckon that is like a really smart way if Mm. you could like live at home or find a way to not have any expenses go and say hey i'm going to work for you for 60 hours a week for free for one year can you just give me a crack i'll do whatever you want me to do i reckon a lot of successful people will be like yes sweet because they're always trying to get time back so they'll be like Mm. they'll They'll find something for you and just say, stay out of my way, but you need to tell me what you want to learn. Uh, and I reckon, you know, and that's why I think a lot of unis now do the practical side of things, but it does become like a burden for some businesses because they're like, oh, then we've got to bring them up to speed and blah, blah, blah. But a year is a long time to commit to somebody and say, I don't expect anything in return except for your knowledge and experience. Mm. Probably just, you know, you could just about guarantee that a number of those people, if they were the right people, would get employed yeah, by the definitely. end of that. Yeah, and I can say from my experience working with Next Advisory for, I think, three months, um, like you say, I learned so much that I would never have learned in uni and, like, still to this day, I'm talking to you guys, working for you guys, helping you out yeah. where I can and that kind of thing. And that just shows how one thing can lead on to another and you can eventually do other things if those people really do inspire you, whatever. And yeah, I I always say this to people, if you can do work experience because just what I did with Next Advisory will, it's just worth its weight in gold in terms of what I learned and how giving me even the confidence to get this podcast off the ground as well um, and having your support, both you and Phil from the start was, was really helpful on that as well. So yeah thanks well, no, that's good but you know that's the thing you know you kind of brought that idea to us and phil and i are both like mint because we come mm. from a place of being like man i wish i was like that when i was that age like because mm. now we know that that's actually how life works yeah but we took you know phil to 40 me to probably 30 close to to go yeah i'm gonna try it that way and so then when you have like a 20 year old person say hey i want to do this we're like oh yeah sweet do it like mm. you need to do it please do it like mm. and so you know you try to encourage people because you know they're just going to speed up their journey of their own growth mm. but when you're like oh no 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 you just need to do this and you know i always remember when i was uh in the neck as an accountant my boss when you when we'd run out of work he'd be like mate you need to paint the house i'm like oh fuck him i hate painting he'd be like <laughs> i don't care like, i'm like okay i'll do it so i yeah. I'd, I'd sorry the building sorry paint painted the building then i came up to auckland and i was telling the director and he was like, you won't be fucking painting no building around here, mate. Like, this is bloody blah, blah, blah. And then after about six months, I'm like, this place sucks. Shit, I am out of here when I can get out of here, you know. And they just, like, pigeonhole you into not actually growing. Mm. So you have to try and get with people that are going to help you grow or give you variety. Yeah, that's another thing as well. I think, you know, if you have an employer who is willing to upskill you and send you to different things to build up just your core skills, which in turn is going to help them um, with you being more upskilled employee, but also you and your career, then that is also extremely valuable. And I think you should be grateful for that because a lot of people will think, oh, I have to go to this stupid course for work or whatever. It's like, well, no, actually your boss is investing in you to be able to upskill and, you know, that's going to be beneficial for you in the future no matter what because your boss could lose you as an employee, but you're never going to lose yourself. You're still going to have those skills. Yeah, and even if you can go a step further and be the person that goes to your boss and say, hey, these are the things mm. I'm interested about. Would you mind if I go to some of this training? They'll be like, holy shit, this person's actually invested in their own learning and what fulfills them. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And so is that the main thing that comes to your mind in terms of uni? What about high school? Is it more uni that you were? Oh, high school, I feel like all the topics are just straight out bullshit. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I dropped out of English in sixth form. Because someone told me, well, my teacher told me that I wasn't good at creative writing. And I just had this massive chip on my shoulder. And I thought I was. And so I was like, fuck what this. What is up with teachers telling kids they're not oh, good at shit? Like, broke what me, is up man. With that? Broke me. I feel like I've got some demons I need to address with <laughs> yeah, it. But now, but now I'm writing all the time. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like. It's true, actually. Up now, boy. creatively, might I add. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's funny because uh, with Keep the Change that I've been doing, um, Someone said to me, "Oh mate, you do realise like your grammar is like real off here, eh? And like you know your 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 apostrophes are in the wrong place." And I said, "I do, mate. And I tell you what's in the right place, my heart." Like, whoa, 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 yeah. You and just I'm got like, deep, real yeah. quick there. I'm like, look, you know, these aren't going to be perfect, but you know, mm. they should be readable. Um, but you know, I did geography, 
top geography and fifth form. Um, I wouldn't even know the capital of half the countries in the world. Oh, like, yeah. Like, it just no one retains done nothing for me. Nah. And Calculus, I, stats. Learned how to do Sudoku's pretty well. That was mine. Mm. Um, and what else did I do? Like, New Zealand studies. Still don't know much about New Zealand, but feel like I could probably Google it if I did need to know. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. that that's the... I think that it's probably changed a lot, and I think we're going to the self-directed learning type stuff. But mm. also, people... People want to learn from people that are like relevant and and we can do that now through podcasts, YouTube and exactly. stuff. And so teachers got a big problems on their hands if they think that they're going to be the educators of our next generation. They are dreaming. <laughs> like that's going to probably be confronting for some people listening. But you think about it, you know, education is everywhere. We just haven't been taught how to go and do it. So mm. say I said tomorrow I'm going to become the leading um person that can solve like cancer in this world like you literally could start tomorrow and and figure out from everything that's already been studied about it Mm. you could go down a rabbit hole and be like i'm going to figure out what's been missed and i'm going to solve this problem for the world and you could be that person Mm. um because you can do your own self-directed learning yeah and people are going to go no i don't want to study those things i want to study these things yeah mate no worries fill your boots here's a here's eight different micro courses or whatever Mm. and you know like i kind of hope uh that by the time i have kids ready to learn that they don't have to go to school mm. like i want to yeah tell us more about that yeah i i i can't see the problem with having a nanny uh, an in-house teacher and mm. by that time i'm hoping that i say to that person hey the kids have shown heaps of interest in these topics can you please um keep their passion and hunger burning by teaching them more about that don't fucking teach them about geography for four hours mm. You're going to put them to sleep mm. and they're going to be shitty at dinner and I'm going to have to deal with that. So, yeah. like, you know, I feel like we'll, prob- we'll probably move towards that. What's what's going to happen with the social side of things, social yeah, skills? And that's what everybody says. And so I don't have the, the right argument for that yet. But my <laughs> argument is that if we think that school is the only way to teach kids social skills, then how come our thinking is so limited about that? Mm. You know, half of these kids are sitting on devices now anyway at tables when you go to restaurants and stuff and it's like get this device in front of them shut them up mm. well what s- social skills are they learning already mm. by going to school and they're sitting on devices like mm. what are social skills i don't know like i everybody says that to me mm. uh, well what you know your kids are going to be introverted freaks well yeah it's probably same as me <laughs> but <laughs> well, you know i'll be like point now because yeah. yeah i mean what is social there's social media there's getting out there and talking to someone but it because we are living in this age, I suppose, where things are developing every single minute of every single day and we'll only get quicker as we go on. Yeah. What will it be like and what does that mean? So, yeah, I, I can see where you're coming from. On yeah, that. the expectations will be different, I think. But you'll be able to put them into things like, okay, mate, I want you to go to Scouts or whatever. You know, I learned stuff at Scouts that I never would have learned in other places around respect um, and just, like, safety with guns and stuff like that and just things that... I never would have done through the schooling system, mm. but then everyone takes the piss out of you if you're going to scouts. Oh, you're into boy scouts, like <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you know, shit. Do I want my kids to yeah. be subjected to that sort of abuse? <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, get along to a jamboree and learn some social skills. I don't know. It's jamboree. Like, <laughs> God, can't be better than that. Okay, and just for reference, Luke, how long ago? I sound like a real cynical old man, <laughs> eh? Like just well. popping off <laughs> the education system. I'm sorry. How long have you been outside of the system? Outside of the system. Um, well, actually not that long really because I think once I quit my job and I realized I didn't know shit about starting a business, about what people really needed, I was like, man, I need to do some self-directed learning. Mm. And that's probably where my passion talking about this stuff comes from. Not just like ragging on things because I'm like, you know, I'm hurt by it or feel like it ripped me off or time out of my life. I'm just like, I can see now what I had to do to learn some of the things that I now know and that now really helped me in life. And I'm like, man, I just wish that I knew that a bit earlier. Um, so, yeah, probably out of the system for a few years in terms of past, like, all my accounting stuff. But when you're a chartered accountant, you have to do continued professional development, so you have to right. prove. But it's interesting. I said to Phil the other day, you know, usually you record the hours that you of training you do. Now we're recording the hours of training that we deliver. Mm. So people are coming to learn from us and that's still like verifiable work because we're teaching business owners like, hey, you should be thinking about these things. Mm. So we're the facilitator, whereas we used to be the consumer. So yeah, yeah, it's quite cool to flip the whole thing. Yeah, definitely. Mm. And when did you graduate high school? Good question. I think 2005 maybe. 
Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, so for reference, I finished high school in 2016. 16, so. wow. Yeah, okay. Tell me about what it actually looks like because I'm past it now, you know, like what's really happening at school and uni and stuff. Yeah, well, for me, school, I think school is where this whole like passion around changing the education system or whatever started for me because I felt like there was a complete lack of preparation for the real world, yeah. which is ironic considering I feel school is supposed to be this thing that does prepare you for the real world, gives you those skills, you know, you learn those things and you hear teachers always say to you, you know, well, you've got to do this so that you're prepared when you're out there in the real world. And I'm like, bull fucking shit, because I got out in the real world and it's nothing like that. I went yeah. to uni and I learned stuff and then I went into a job and it's, you don't like, yeah. rig, like you don't, do, do you any know of the, the capital of Guatemala? So yeah, just that lack of preparation factor for me was really frustrating. I got a few listed here. You know, there's a lack of education around financial literacy, general life literacy, mental health, physical health, sexual health, cultural biases, systematic racism, and socioeconomic challenges, which I feel like those are some big, big relevant topics that aren't covered in high school. And wow. that is when you are struggling with half of those things already. Yeah, that's good because I, that first half of your list is everything that I wrote down, mm. but I stopped at the what what the next one's like cultural so, biases or sexual yeah, health. Yeah, and those are so much more relevant for like your uh, demographic because you guys are so much more sensitive, I think, and to, towards that stuff and compassionate about it. Whereas like I'm probably like a little bit more hardened from the, the boomer generation of like, oh, who cares about it? It'll, it'll all blow over. Like, it doesn't blow over. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And it's, it, a lot of it's taboo and yeah. no one wants to talk about it. Well, it's time to get uncomfortable, people, because yeah. this is life and there are people who are struggling with shit but can't tell anyone because they're embarrassed or, you know, yeah. it's not cool or it's yuck or whatever. Whatever's going on, you know, that's just ridiculous. It should be instilled into us that it is normal to talk about those sorts of things. It's yep. normal to talk about whether you're struggling financially or not. You know, it's normal to talk about what health challenges you're going through. Yeah. It shouldn't be a thing that you need to hide because in turn to me, it all comes back to mental health. And if you have to hide things like that, you're going to be more stressed out and then it's going to lead you into this dark hole not feeling like you can talk to anyone you're going to be depressed you're going to get anxious when you have to be social and that's not good for anyone and probably yep. explains a lot about why depression suicide anxiety rates have skyrocketed since you know before in the the boomer gens or whatever <laughs> yeah um and it's just ridiculous because wow. I think, yeah, you can cover it with a blanket and say, oh, well, our generation is just sensitive and all this, blah, 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 which I can definitely see 100%. And there's a lot of things that I think, oh, just fucking get over it, you know. But yeah. in saying that, I also think you've got to think deeper than that and think, well, why has there been this huge generational change? Yeah. It can't just be because we're all brought up to be sensitive. Yeah. So what is it? Like, what have we been taught? What are we learning? What are people not understanding? Yeah. that we then can't also work out for ourselves. I think you're spot on. I think that's, you know, like the the whole get over it thing, like that didn't work and that's why we're still here. Mm. And that's why your generation and mine and like younger are like, fuck, we're having the same convos because we're trying to figure it out because you guys didn't. Mm. Um, and, you know, I saw an old bloke on Twitter yesterday call out a radio broadcaster being like, what the fuck would you know about sport? You're just a broadcaster or something. And it's like, mate, like that's online bullying. Yeah. Like, everyone can see that. You know, mm. what are you doing? You're sixty something. Yeah. And what you've do you got a profile. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, mate, what the fuck? Like, yeah. Someone teach this guy. You can't do that anymore. No. Like, you could never do that. No. But they think, well, I've only got five friends, so like, surely <laughs> only four people are get like, I just get to tell this guy my opinion. Yeah. You wouldn't do that to his face. Yeah. And, Hopefully it'd knock you out. You probably can't do that actually, but you know, like it's just yeah. And you know, what, I think it's up. fine to have uh, an opinion and a strong one at that, but there's no need to go around attacking people because I feel like if you're actually mature and you actually believe in what you're saying, you're just gonna say, "All right, I respect that you think in that way, yeah. and I understand that that's where you're coming from." And you know, I can kind of see some of your points, but I definitely don't agree with you, and so yeah. I'm gonna stay over here with my opinion. And that's just how it is. And get over the fact that not everyone's gonna think in the same way as you. I'm going to go on about 86 tangents, but there's three things that are stuck in my head. One is that I think I'm going to give you two areas where like education and life's just like broken um, mm -hmm. and we need to fix it. 
And then one thing I th- I'm seeing heaps at the moment is uh, there's heaps of divide between just like everybody and it's real, um, it's like real prevalent and in your face. And like, I'll give you an example, if you didn't, like, if you don't like a TV channel, right, you'd be like, I don't like this, I'm going to change it. But now, like, if you don't like a social media influencer, you're not like, I'm not going to follow them. You're like, I fucking hate them. Yeah. Oh, I hate, hate. What do you mean you hate? That is like, so true. Why do you, why, how, where did the language come for us to all of a sudden be like, I hate somebody mm. because you don't want to watch their shit. Here's the answer. Don't watch their shit yeah. and, and don't talk about them. Yeah. And, but I sit in these conversations and Baba's like, oh, I like them. And then so-and-so is like, I oh, fuck them. I hate them. Mm. And you're like, what? Like, what are you on about? <laughs> but what? never met them in your life. Yeah. yeah. Why, where's all that hatred and anger and like divide coming from? Yeah. And, and you don't even really like know them anyway. But mm. it's just weird that we've gone so far yeah. to that. And, and I feel like that in my mind comes from being brought up in a world where status is so crucial and important. You know, we've got people like influencers. Yeah. Back in the day, we might have had comedians or sports people that we looked up to like gods, but now anyone can be a person of influence. Anyone yeah. can have that status. And so if you don't have it, then you think, well, what the fuck? Yeah, I, yeah. And then, so to me, that just comes from jealousy. a place of jealousy yeah. all the time. Yeah, uh, 100%. You know, we've always seen influences. Michael Jordans, Dan Carters, Richie McCaws, like whatever. If you have an audience, you have influence. Mm. Um, it's then about, you know, just accepting that it's, yeah, may, maybe some easy for some other people to build an audience, but like they're putting in work to do that. And you only get an audience if people like what you're doing. Yeah. So it's an audience is a result of actually usually doing things really well mm. uh, or potentially really shit. But, you know, that's how you build. Inf- but then you don't have, if you have a negative following, usually your influence is, is negative. But mm. back to my two things that I think are really broken, we still haven't figured out that in education, like when I was learning, you know, you all rope learn basically to pass and you learn stuff and you do the last exams and then you learn it 10 times and then you regurgitate it on the day and you're like, sweet, I passed geography, God bless, on to the next year. Mm. We don't need to do that anymore because the internet was developed. We have all the answers. Hey, Siri, give me the answer to these six questions. Bang, here they are. Siri's not available right now, but, you know, <laughs> always listening, always ready to help. It answers at our fingertips. Yeah. It wasn't that long ago that that wasn't possible. So education mm. hasn't, in my opinion, caught up for the fact that that's the reality yeah. of, you know, how, how life works. So when I was in the NACI, my boss would bring me things in the accounting space I'd need to do. And he'd be like, mate, have you ever like liquidated a company? And I'd be like, no. And he's like, didn't you learn that at uni? I'm like, fuck, <laughs> like maybe, maybe yeah. we did. And I'm like, I yeah. can't remember though. What would I do? Turn 90 degrees to my computer, how to liquidate a company. Mm. Bang, here's the steps. Two days later, hey, mate, I've liquidated this company, I think. Do you want to review it? Oh, yeah, so it looks like you've done it right. Like, mm. mate, well, mate, you don't even know. Like, yeah. Yeah. you know? And so the, the answer's online. So I think we still haven't figured out that you know, we don't need to go and rope learn all this shit at these whatever institutes mm. to learn when the answers are already in front of us. It's just we need to get taught how to learn or taught mm. where to go to find the correct answers or taught how to filter shit out that isn't correct. Uh, and I think the other thing that we'd hate to admit as parents, as people, and as a nation is that school is just a glorified babysitting club. So most mm. of us... Ruthless. Yeah, most of us can't earn enough income to then not have to have our kids be babysat through those years, right? This is just an opinion. Mm-hmm. This is my observation. So the easy out is, well, the government will take care of them from nine till three every day in a school system. Then my life doesn't get disrupted too much because it's a lot harder to teach people, hey, you need to earn an extra $100,000 a year to then be taxed, say, 28, end up with 72, and pay a childminder for nine to three each day, even, say, nine to five, so you can carry on doing you know, whatever it is that you want to do in your life. The easy option is, well, just send them to school, pay some voluntary school fees. The government will contribute and pay most of the education. And that, I think, is very confronting, but I think it is more of the reality if we know that we that our kids aren't learning a heap at these schools and they're getting uh, exposed to negative teaching and negative teachers and and all these things that don't seem to be working that well and only in our eyes like you know there's probably a lot of people that think it is great um then why would you not go hmm 
how can I fix this or achieve the same result like a different way? But mm. a lot harder to teach people how to make more money to avoid having to go to school uh, or to then get those personal skills you talk about. Like it's just a big mind change from what's been ingrained in us for so long. So mm. you know, a lot of people listening to that would be like, that just purely would never work. Well, probably not because like how could we mm. get people to do that? But I would love to have, apart from if they're annoying all the time, like a, you know, my kid, with me like learning stuff and then go off and like learn things that they want to learn about Mm. um yeah yeah I think it can be hard as well with that because school is the way school is and has been the way it is for so 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 long and the people who are running the schools and running the government are people who have been in the system that has been going for so long and long and long and it's yeah, it's like you're just used to the way it is. So when will it change? When will someone come in and say it needs to change? Why not have like an under 35 school? As soon as you turn mm. 35 as a teacher, sorry, you passed it. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll set the curriculum. Uh, under the, the 20 to 30-year-olds, we'll set the curriculum, um, you know, or, or even younger. Yeah. And I think my biggest problem with that as well is that, and you sort of touched on this earlier, is how... The reason that, in my mind, I didn't want to pay attention in school to a lot of things was because I couldn't relate it to my life. Mm. You know, you can't relate. And I know you can't relate everything to your life. Like, you can't relate the signing of the Treaty of Waitangi to your current day life. But in a way, you probably could. You know, some of the elements there, the things that are still brought through to this day, you could still relate it to what's going on in the world. And that's what they should be talking about. You know, when you're in business, you're learning about the ways that I don't know subway markets and advertisers which is relevant to you because you see a subway ad and you're like oh I learned about that on in business and so it should be the same for every class so that when people leave school they make that connection in their brain from what they've learned to what they're seeing and therefore Mm. that strengthens it and they'll retain that information for longer and be more educated rather than just saying all right this is the flag for this and you'll never see it again and we're just teaching you this because it's in the curriculum. And that's just ridiculous to me. It's a waste of everyone's time. And it's will become harder for employers down the track when they've got people who can't retain any information because they don't know how to relate it to the yeah. real world. So they're just like a mouse on a wheel kind of thing. And I hate that. Everyone should be self-aware in what they're learning and be in- interested and I get that's hard at school because you don't really have that mindset. And I de- definitely didn't either, you know. I had my fair share of, like, talking back to teachers and all that kind of bullshit. Yeah. But they should at least try to change that mindset and make it relatable to whatever it is. Even if it's stupid, you know, relate it to a TikTok. Relate it to something that is in their life so that they can actually see that and then form those connections, I think. Yeah, and I think you're always going to find like really good teachers and then really average ones. Yeah, and so definitely. then it's, it's, you feel bad sort of ragging on all of education because then the good teachers, some would agree and they'll be like, yeah, this is like, this is true. Like I, you know, I put in 60 hours a week and I want these kids to learn and develop and stuff. But then they're part of the, the constrained. Yeah, for setup. sure. And I have yeah. teachers um, from school who I still like think about now and know that they had a huge contribution towards what I was interested in and um, they were teachers who did have that experience out in the real world and that made it all the more enjoyable for me and Mm. those sort of teachers stay in your mind forever I feel you know like I've never forgotten the things they've taught me the stories they told and the things I remember you know one of my teachers gave me rich dad poor dad and wrote in it and said remember me when you make your first million dollars Wow! and I've still got that copy I've got like highlights and bookmarks and shit all through it because that meant a lot to me and those sort of little things like that could literally change someone's life and their mindset yeah and yeah exactly it's it's definitely not all teacher I don't even think that the teachers are the problem some of them are but it's more just this routine of school is like this and you learn this and you go home Mm. you do that for five it's like it's also routine someone needs to spice it up that's what i think (laughs) well that just reminds me so what happens there is that you've that teacher's made you feel some way Mm. probably made you feel like a sense of belief of like oh wow like this person believes in me like i can make a million dollars yeah and we learn through emotion Mm. and that's why so there's so much trouble in schools because the the teachers and still in life as well, like we're not, you know, you're not uh, learning by feeling. Mm. So then you're bored. 
Mm. And then you're disruptive. So true. But if you have a teacher that makes you feel, like you always remember how people make you feel. So if we can teach through emotion, then you'll be more engaged. Mm. But if you're, you know, like you might be people listening to this being like, man, this dude makes me feel like uncomfortable. So I don't really want to learn from this guy. Mm. And that's, that's sweet. But like, you kind of need to work out your teaching style to figure out how can you make people feel to like make their lives better. So true. Yeah. That's, that's the same thing. I think it all ties into that making it relevant to you building that emotional connection because then it's just going to make the information. I feel like that's when you will retain the information because you connect it to something. Yeah. And spot on. exactly like you say, when I now that book always makes me think of that. And that was probably the first time someone ever said, to me or mentioned yeah you could be in business and probably do well and that yeah thought, yeah change I your can. whole life exactly especially because it's not it wasn't even a conscious thought like oh yeah i can do it it was like him just saying that was like i can do it yeah and you're that imp- you're you're that impressionable in high school and in school that those sort of comments do change your life and like you said before you were talking about a teacher that said you're a crap at creative writing and yeah. to this day you can still remember that and yeah but that's the sort of thing you know it's a, it's those subconscious mindset mm. shifts that those sort of people can cause. Yeah. So uh, going back to a couple of things that are on your list, because some would argue, well, that's not a teacher's responsibility. Like, you know, what do you yes, learn at school? True. What do you learn at home? But I don't, I don't know what the right or wrong answer to that is. Mm. I think it, you know, should be learning it at both. But um, we've got record levels of financial literacy program uh, problems in New Zealand, mm-hmm. uh, which obviously you and I are both passionate about and you're kicking some ass in. Um, but we also have like a massive obesity pro- problem. Exactly. So like, should that be learned at home maybe or should it be learned at school? Uh, I, I don't know. But mm, why, why a, are we not learning yeah. about health that then we get to look at data 10 years on and be like, oh, we've got massive obesity problems. Yeah. Like we know how much stress that puts on the finance of yeah. the country, on the health system of the country. But even just staying healthy, we fuck it up so bad. Yeah. And I, I do think that's an interesting conversation around who should be the one that's responsible for it. But I think we should all be responsible for ensuring that the people around us are aware of physical and mental health and those sorts of things. Yeah. And there'll be families who, you know, they can't afford to be going to Farrow Fresh and buying their organic ingredients and making up a nice meal for dinner. It's whatever, like two minute noodles and whatever else is there. Mm. And okay, maybe the parents say this is unhealthy, but that still doesn't teach you that, like what else there is to eat and how you can change your diet in that way going forward, which yeah. maybe you can only change your diet if you then um, break the cycle of financial hardship in your family, which you can only learn through financial literacy. To yeah. me, it's just so interconnected, and I think that's yeah. what people don't get, is that you have to learn all of it for each thing to bounce off one another and then it contribute mm. to your whole life and you just being happier and that kind of thing give a little life hack here that might that that can i think apply to any problem in a person's life if if there's something you're really unhappy about with your life whether that be your finances your weight uh your drinking uh your abusive tinder uh whatever like you know whatever shit you're doing in your life where you're like fucking really no i shouldn't be living like this Mm. sit down and analyze your environment and go what environment am i in here that has led me to continuously do this behavior. Drinking, all your mates are probably drinkers. Yeah. Uh, you've you've never got any money. You probably hang out with people and th- you all encourage each other to go to the flashiest restaurant, to, yeah. to spend it all, to get an extra round, to do something fucking stupid with money. Um, you know, I could keep going through those, but I think your environment is so, so important. We're very lucky that we've that we can get ourselves into different environments, but everybody can. Like if you can learn that if mm. you change your environment, you can change your life, then, you know, it's something that we're not taught, I don't think, throughout life. Wherever you get to in life, if you're unhappy with something, or even if you're happy with it, like just check your environment and go, hey, why all of a sudden am I feeling like real mint about my life? Like who am I hanging out with? Who do I need to swap out? Who do I need to swap in? Mm. Um, why am I not achieving the things that I want to? Like who can I get to kind of show me how to, achieve the things that somebody else has and like drag people into your environment. I think it's such an easy thing to be able to do throughout your life mm. um, and and actually change it quite quickly. So there you go. Yeah, no, I agree. And um, I interviewed a Kiwi entrepreneur called Robert Hollis the other week. Um, that episode should be out before this, so definitely go and check that out. Yeah, but, yeah, people um, would have listened to it already. Yeah, yeah he said something that, 
um, really struck a chord with me, sort of similar to that, uh, that he was in a really terrible home environment growing up mm. and um, he was able to make that choice to get out of there and knew he had to get out of there and, and he changed his life and he's incredibly successful and just someone who you like I really aspire to be like and um yeah he's just Learn amazing from. and I yeah. think it really um speaks volumes to what you're saying that you can change your environment yeah. um if you are in those sort of situations and it can obviously be hard and I think that's exactly why teaching this kind of thing in school is the only place they will learn it because yeah. in some homes that's just not an option and so they need to come to school and understand that there is a life that can be better than the one they're currently living yeah and they can change that cycle they can remove themselves in that situation and they can um yeah do better for themselves 100 percent mm. yeah it's so important you know i got a mate who's a cop and I'll sort of say like, oh, these broken families and stuff, you know, blah, blah, blah. He's like, bro, honestly, like I take these kids back to these, their, their parents and like the way they talk to them. He's like, it just breaks my heart. He's like, mm. I'm going to be back here again. Uh, this kid's going to do something else. Like he's like, they honestly know no different because their environment is just get treated like shit, um, you know, get punished, do more bad stuff, trying to get some attention and, and they just get treated like crap. And it's mm. like, we should be so grateful that we're not in that environment but yeah. how do we teach people to notice like their environment and go my, my environment's broken a bit here yeah you know need to get out yeah and in a very small way like that is what i hope to do with the one up project is give people i guess hope in a way that they can change their environment if it isn't the one that they would ideally want or and that's also the thing you know what do they want they probably don't know because this mm. is all they know so it's like well how do you then change the mindset to think that isn't good enough for them and yeah. they deserve better than that? And that was another thing um, Rebecca was saying, like he was just sitting in his home and he was a young Māori boy and he felt like there was no option for him because he couldn't see anyone like him on the big stage doing the big things. And mm. that really affected him yeah. until, uh, I have to listen to the podcast again, but he mentioned someone that he saw that was looked like him doing big things and he that was when he was like okay I can do it too yeah and if that that's what it takes to have to look up to more people that are like you to change then we need to get more diverse people up mm. on the big stage and representing everyone yeah yeah that's awesome and then that's probably you know the way that person made Rebet feel mm. then led to him being like I can do this too and then look at the impact that he's gone and made so I think learning from other people that you know, always try and hunt out people that you aspire to be like mm. to figure out what's in them. Because usually you're seeing things in them that you either have and you know and you, you just need to figure out how to bring them out. Mm. Um, and so, you know, if you can find people, and that's the beauty about now our time and technology and life and stuff is bang, we can pull out, you can have like an online mentor effectively of going like, you know, mm. it might just be for people listening to this podcast going, okay, these are the things that are like making me a better person. Mm. Um, and so then they go and be better or more positive in life. And so years ago, you didn't have these sorts of things to go, well, as many of them as accessible mm. to go and learn to be like that. So, mm. but the how is the hard bit, right? Like it's always with everything. I think it's easy to, um, you know, to, to teach a theory or a strategy, but, but how, you know, a map is only good if you know how to use it. Yeah. Uh, the subtle art of not giving a fuck you don't even need to read that you just need to read the title mm. like the strategy is don't give, don't a, give fuck. a fuck what people think so yeah I but know, that how do change i change my that? life people yeah. i'm telling you right now yeah. that just changed my mentality if you're someone who really cares about what people think read that book yeah 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 so there, there's probably some practical hows in there right mm. of like okay how to go about it because yeah at uh you know i saw a thing last week where apparently what's after millennials like gen x's gen z gen z that's me so you guys are taking the piss out of us millennials being yeah, like, fuck you guys. <laughs> yeah, these fucking millennials, you know, you you're guys all... are the new age boomers. Yeah. So. Well, and we are like, I see shit. I'm like, bro, don't say that, man. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, you sound like, you know, yeah. boomers. I'm like, yeah. Um, and you know, we, we're like addicted to social media, addicted to likes. We're, cr we're actually pretty crap at social media. Like, you know, uh, uh, how do people make shit look pretty, but you know, you guys just do it. And mm. we're like, Oh, you know, just, doing all this dumb shit um 
and now you guys are starting to take the piss out of us and I think people are like, oh no, um, we're, we're fast becoming. But the sad thing is I see so many people at my age, at 32 and around the 30s, and they still like haven't figured their shit out. Mm. And that's, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. But I think, you know, if you, the, the sooner in life you can start to identify some of the shit you're unhappy about and be like, okay, I've got to sort this out. Like I want to sort it out. I, mm. I even just want to have an awareness that I want to sort some of these things out that like hurt me or that trauma from the past or the way I'm thinking that's negative or whatever. Mm. The sooner you can get on that journey, this, the better off you'll be for the rest of your life because like all my mates and stuff are getting to 30 and they haven't done the work. Yeah. Like they're still whinging about the same shit. They got the same problems. Um, and slowly people go that have done the work like, oh man, I, I can't spend time with you anymore because you're just, you're bringing me down. Mm. And like, I've had my years of that. I'm out of here. Yeah. And so I think the, the how of like, okay, how do you go about doing some of these things is what we need to try and teach people more. Yeah. And that's what you can learn from like podcasts and, you exactly. know, you might be like, oh, I've got a drinking problem. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to find the guy that beat the drinking problem and go mm. and listen to it. Yeah. So we're in a great time to educate ourselves better. Yeah, definitely. And I think that leads uh, well into how we are contributing to this change because we don't only want to talk about the problems here. But no. before we do that, I wanted to touch on one last issue yeah, okay. <laughs> that I have, which I think is that there is a lack of leadership opportunity and just responsibility when you're in school. Um, yeah. It just, again, leads into the lack of preparation for real life. You go out and you essentially, after high school, going to have to lead your own life, be independent, do that kind of thing. But how are you given those opportunities in school when you're told what to do, told what to wear, told where to go, you know, told mm. how to do all those things? What independence comes from that? And I feel like I can say that because I was deputy head girl at school. Yeah, yeah. No and, bragging here. Yeah. <laughs> and I felt like... I could do jack shit, you know? Like, I literally took a 10-page proposal to the principal saying, there's no perks for year 13s. Fuck this. I'm <laughs> going to make a whole fair day. I've already contacted vendors. I've already done wow. this. Like, I'm keen as to do it. Wrote out a whole proposal. And the principal at the time was like, oh, okay, cool, yeah, like, we'll think into this. Never heard right, from no, him again. No, no thinking. Yeah. I've done all the thinking, mate. <laughs> yeah. What are you on about? I know. I'd literally written out everything. I'd done prices, like, the yeah. whole whole thing. And... um. I took that upon myself to take leadership there because no one else was going to do it. Mm. None of the teachers were going to do anything about it. So I went ahead and did that, but then got shut down. And it's like, well... That breaks you. Yeah, and how do you think anyone's going to go from there and try and push for more and do things when you don't even give them a chance to represent yeah. what they the original idea? You know, he could have at least given me the chance to pitch it to him or, you know, say how I thought it was going to work or anything like that. Yeah. Because when you're in school, you look... Well, I did anyway. I was scared of the principal, you know? Like, yeah. I didn't want to upset anyone. But at the same time, I was like, well, fuck you. You're an idiot. Like, so yeah. it's kind of hard because you want to stand up to them and be that change for the students because that's what you feel like you you want to do as a prefect or as a deputy head yeah. or a head girl, whatever the hell you are. And even not, you should still feel like you can take up leadership roles and responsibilities and make small or big changes anywhere, yeah. I think. Because the funny thing is, as soon as you're a leader outside of school, the school wants to claim you as theirs. Mm, exactly. Yeah. So I've always imagined if I had to go back and do a speech, say I became like real cool and successful or something, which is ridiculous. When you become, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, my speech is just going to rock the socks of the school. It's going to be so controversial and yeah. I'm just going to say all the things I wanted to say. Like the principal at the time when I was here was a fucking idiot. You know, yeah. school is great and work hard, but, you know, you can still do shit if you do shit in school. And, you know, I just yeah. want to say all the things that no one would ever say to you yeah. because they're too you, scared. You'll get to speak once and then they'll never get you no. back out. Yeah. Well, that was another thing that happened to me. And um, when I was, because as the, well, the head boy and the head girl had to do speeches, but if they were the way the deputies did, yeah. then I got my opportunity to speak <laughs> to the school. And I, I actually don't mind a good speech. I'm all good with it. So I was like, okay, cool, I'm going to write up the speech kind of along those lines, but obviously had to make it a bit more PC yeah. considering I was still a student. Yeah. And I took it to one of the DPs, one of the deputy principals, and she was just like, no, you're going to have to rewrite this entire thing and right. literally shut it down. Then got one of the, got my dean, who was a fucking legend, Mr. Barlow, shout out to you, you're so yeah. cool. He'd always take me out of class. But he had to sit down with me and write 
the whole thing with me. Yeah. Like almost monitoring what I'd say. He pretty much wrote it. So it wasn't yeah. even my speech anymore. And I was like, well, fuck this. Because if Why you're don't gonna, you do it, mate? Yeah, it's like <laughs> if you're going to give us the opportunity to speak, at least yeah. let it still be our words. Yeah. Because we're supposed to be the student reps. They want to hear from students, not from the DPs. We hear from you guys all the time anyway. Yeah. You're just so. repeddling their message. Yeah. yeah. So that yeah. just made me really angry. But oh, I can sense it. Yeah. It's yeah, <laughs> can You know, oh, that's a bit of feeling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's good though. But, but the beauty is that you get to take that and you get to turn that into a positive, you know? Because mm. like people will say, oh, you got a chip on your shoulder. Hated getting told that when I was a kid. Now I'm like, yeah, i got a fucking chip on my shoulder. I'm going to fill it in, you know? <laughs> yeah. And you're all going to have to watch me fill it in. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, yeah, of course that annoys me, but I also get that that's school in a way. And so that's why I want to change it. And mm. that's why I want to do things like the podcast and yeah. that kind of thing. You get to be a leader in your own right, right? Yeah. You know, and do it the way that you want to do it. And exactly. be like, oh, you should get this person on your guest. Nah, I don't think I yes. should. Like, nah. Yeah. You know, oh, okay, sweet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, cool. Well, with that um, rant out of the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, let's move into what we're doing. Luke, you're doing Keep the Change as well as many other initiatives do you yeah. want to tell us quickly about that yeah okay so keep the change uh it's probably sim- quite similar to you like i've always been interested in um like every time i go home and talk to my parents basically we always end up talking politics now and it always ends to like okay the core problem with most of this shit is a lack of financial education mm-hmm. and uh there's only so much time you can so many times you can just keep like whinging and getting back to the same problem but it's that almost that imposter syn- syndrome of like, when do I start doing something about it and mm. feel comfortable that I can start teaching about it? And uh, I decided that, well, I'm just going to start writing. Like I've been studying people for the last, well, for ages, but especially the last couple of years that have got money, how they've made it, um, you know, what their relationship is with it emotionally, like all these sorts of things. And then we've got clients that are doing well, clients that aren't doing well. And I'm like, why are they doing well? Why are those guys doing poorly? What's up with that attitude? Like, mm. how did that happen? All these things. And so I get to see all this stuff. And as you go through your career, I think you start to, you become naive that like nobody else gets to see this stuff and they don't understand how tax works and how to use equity in your first home to buy your second home and stuff. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I always think if I can, you know, if you can get yourself out of a hole, then your next job is to turn back around and pull someone else out. And that's the way I sort of approach it and think, well, if I can just write something on each of these topics that have helped me in the past or that I've learned about, or if I can use my creative writing skills mm. to turn them into understandable education information for people, then it, I'm actually an asshole if I'm not going to do it. So then I start mm. to like get real hard on myself. And so during lockdown, I'm like, mint, I've got heaps more spare time. I'm just going to start writing like a Google Doc of all this information. And then I started putting it out there. I just did I did a post about practical things to think about in a recession uh, and if you lose your job and if you need to monitor your income. And went through the how and was like, you know, everybody say, oh, you need to decrease the amount of money you're spending. Sweet. How do I do that? Yeah. How do I increase my income? So I started writing hows and it just got traction. And I was like, it was sort of the validation of like, okay, I need to be doing more of this. And lockdown gave me the perfect chance to actually get some of the stuff out of my head. And then, you know, there's a difference between getting drip-fed information to keep it like front of mind and keep you thinking about it versus having all the information in front of you and going, ah, oh, yeah, I'll get to that at some stage. So I put all the information together into a folder so people can come through and learn about different topics if they want to. And then I just started a weekly money mail lesson about money that goes out every Friday morning to teach people something about money. And some of it people were like, I know this shit. Like other people will be like, wow, this is really eye-opening. Yeah. And as you would have seen, people ask you questions and you then think like, wow, I really overestimated. You Then it makes you think, I need to dumb this down even further. Or, mm. But then you get caught in this like, okay, like how much do people actually need to know? So mm. I've now got oh, 920 people, I think, on the, um, on the list. Um, wow. Yeah, on the email list. But I've been using Facebook marketing to, to basically get it out there further. And I'm probably lucky that I've got sort of trust through like my boys get paid audience where they think oh yeah I'd be keen to learn more from from this Mm. bloke Uh, but I think there's a big hunger out there and desire for people to want to learn this stuff because I'm not getting it anywhere unless you're going and and trying to get it so yeah so that's that's been a heap of fun and I've just sent out the sixth uh, lesson this morning I think which is a little bit about tax Um, and I've 
pre-drafted the next three yeah interesting <laughs> i reckon this is the boringest one i've done so far i almost felt bad because i just couldn't make it sexy and fun yeah you have so, to like have to do one without text though yeah you? yeah because it's important you know yeah. for people to understand this stuff so yeah i'm doing that and i can already visualize like i think that um that'll be a hundred thousand people on that list and i don't know how long it'll take maybe a couple of years and i'd imagine i'll probably end up doing speaking things based out of it i've already got one to go speak to some apprentice jockeys so that kind of comes crosses over from the horse racing stuff so they trust me straight away but as i build more trust and people kind of understand it and like it more Mm. uh, i think it'll lead to different opportunities in that space and it's just been cool to see like who's signing up to it and the feedback you get back and people have blown away like i built these uh, templates for budgeting and for calculating a financial position because i think that's one thing businesses do is we calculate what business will calculate at the end of the financial year but mostly monthly um their assets minus their liabilities well people aren't taught to do that but if you go to borrow for a house they'll say what's your financial position and you say you fucking what and they're like, oh, you need to calculate your financial position. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, no worries. Um, but then they they know you don't know what that means. So they're like, what's your KiwiSaver balance? Do you have any credit cards? Do you have any student loan debt? And they work it out for you. Mm. But if you get in the habit of doing it yourself monthly, you get to track your progress through your life of like, oh, I'm actually moving forward. I'm becoming more valuable on paper and having more, more equity mm. um, and more net worth. And and just in a financial sense, because I think net worth should be tied to a lot more than just money in the bank or or asset value. So uh, teaching people about that and some of the messages of like from accountants be like, oh, mate, signed up to this to see what you're up to in your latest venture. And like, yeah, I never thought about doing a financial position for my household. Like, cheers, Mm -hmm. mate. Bloody good. And so it's like, bang, that's the one lesson that person needed to potentially make a heap of change. And other guys like me, I've, I've always thought spreadsheets were like just for all the geeks at school, but this is easy as like, I'm loving it, bro. Like, and I'm like, holy shit, this is uh, yeah, you know, cool. really valuable for people. And you would have seen like a heap of this from feedback from people. And we, you get that feedback and it, because you're doing it for the right reason, it's fulfilling and it's, and you're like, yeah, right, I want to do the next one. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'll make sure I, I put, keep the change up on the gram for everyone to subscribe to it because I love reading it on a Friday morning. Awesome. Um, but yeah, that's so, that's so cool. And it aligns a lot with what I'm trying to do with the one up project as well, which is just to educate, I suppose, yeah. and um, build that resource so people can come to. I think that's where it all started for, for me, uh, from, for me was just wanting to make it like a book, but it's just a resource of, yeah, um, different episodes with all sorts of different things that you can learn about and come back to. So that's the thing. It's not a you listen once and that's over. It's you listen once, realize there are some good lessons in there, and the next time you have to deal with that, you come back to that episode, re-listen to it, and ingrain that information in your mind yeah. again. Um, and, yeah, I think just building a community for, um, like what I said at the start, normalizing those sorts of things. Um, so, you know, by me saying I'm in 30k debt because I've got a student loan, um, I get paid this much, like whatever, being open about those kind of things normalises it. And so yeah. people aren't so protective with talking about their money because, you know, I've been friends with people in the past or dated people in the past who just won't even like speak about money, won't let you yeah. like, if you if they have their bank app open and you're like near them, they pull it away yeah, so you don't wait. see. And it's just yeah. like, what? This is yeah. ridiculous. This is so stupid. You know, I understand you don't want to be open about everything, but it shouldn't be a secret, embarrassing thing that you don't want to talk about. It no. should be something that is just you discuss with others because you want to learn from others. You want to learn how they do it. You want to improve how you do it. You want to build your definition of financial success through, yeah. you know, learning about other people's experiences. And that's the whole point of the One Up Project and also just self-development and career in that point as well. And um, I mean, literally the bio of my Instagram is for the things you were never taught but should have been, which is exactly what <laughs> I want to include in schools if I ever get the chance to make that kind of change. So, yeah. yeah. Well, 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 you are a school, you know, like you're creating, yeah. you know. The one approach just, school, that yeah. could be a long-term goal. <laughs> you're, re- you're recreating what school is. Like yeah. we, we look at school as what we went through. But eventually people will be like, oh, no, yeah, I went to school. I did uh, eight hours of bloody the one up this week, uh, <laughs> yeah, 20 yeah. minutes to keep the change. I unsubscribed from that, yeah. you know, and then got I got into this one. So, mm. yeah, I, I th- and I, it's something that I truly believe, you know, like next advisory, we're starting to build out 
like a online planning school because I mm. think that as time goes on, people will want to learn, just jump in and off of uh, online content and learn things they want to learn about. Yeah, definitely. And recently I've been um, hearing a lot more to do with schools and um, universities implementing this kind of knowledge. Um, I don't know if you've seen it, but on the other, on the other, the other day I put up that article by yeah. stuff about pe- uh, students can now gain credits through learning about money and that kind of thing, which is really important. Um, yeah, like PwC does a financial literacy program. Um, there's also an- another one I know about. There's lots of free courses you can do that are coming up now. And um, what's another one? Oh, yeah, I was listening to the radio this morning on the way here and I heard Unitech on the radio talking about um, people who for, who come from like lower socioeconomic backgrounds who like want to study but don't know what they want to do, if that's like a viable option for them and just encouraging those sort of kids to get into it and learn a bit more about it, which I think is so important too. So I think the awareness is starting and it's going to grow more and more and more and more people are going to realise the value. Yeah. Um, but it's just about normalising it, I think, and making it a part of the everyday where you, at the end of the week, you think about how much money you spent this week and whether that was healthy or whether that has yep. just ruined your um, financial situation going forward or whatever and making that a norm so that you can actually... Um, I suppose, help yourself going forward all the time and it becomes subconscious. Yeah, and, and you're right, you know, like it's part of it is that whole thing where it's like the teacher will appear when the student's ready to learn. Mm. Um, and there are people that would have found this podcast and they'll be like, nah, fuck this, this person's full of shit, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And t- in five years, they're probably back listening to it mm. or listening to somebody else talking about the same stuff. And I was guilty of it, like start saving when you're young mate but i'll do this i'm like yeah 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 whatever like you know i wasn't i wasn't a student yet i wasn't ready to learn yeah and then all of a sudden i'm like fuck i don't want to keep getting these same results and i'm like i'm the student again where's my teacher yeah so then i went you know so i think there are a lot of people looking for the teacher but there's not many teachers in the space yeah i agree so yeah it's going to be interesting to watch it Mm. i also think don't underestimate the teacher because they're not um they don't have a doctorate in whatever you're yeah. learning about you know um there are so many people who like represent different things these days and they're no, nothing like experts i mean how i was thinking about it recently was influencers for example they review skincare are they dermatologists no yeah, yeah. do they know what's good for our skin nah. probably not that's oh, good when you get it free in your yeah. mailbox yeah. <laughs> yeah but it's like well it's the same with me talking about money like i might not mm. be the most educated person on the situation but I've got some opinions that I'm willing to share and I I know what I think people should be learning about to help them going forward and it's all that matters is I care I care about people learning more and actually creating a better life for themselves which is more than anyone else can probably say for themselves so yeah good good energy (laughs) yeah that's for the haters out there that aren't listening (laughs) fuck all of you you made it this far then shit you must really hate me but um yeah yeah, like that's the thing you know I, I think you don't need to be the expert to teach people. And even if you're sitting here right now and you're wanting to start a blog up about something or whatever and you don't feel like you are the right person to do it, just do it because yep. there's probably, you know, no one else out there doing it in the space and they're just sitting on their hands and yeah. you just need to get out there and... We've all got something we can reteach each other, you know? Exactly. Um, and I think that is what stops a lot of people from starting because it's just like me. I'm like, oh, when should I start doing that? You know, one of the first comments on my Keep the Change stuff on Facebook was a guy saying oh, this guy wouldn't even know what, a, I bet this guy, this guy wouldn't even know what a fact is or something. And I look him up, I'm like, bro, you're, like, you're a young CA on the way up. What are you doing, man? You're going to oh. run into me and I'm going to call you out in front of you. Like, mm. I'm like, I got your name committed to my memory. Yeah. I'm like, this sucks yeah. for you now, bro. Like, you yeah. shouldn't have done this. Yeah. Um, and I commented and left a screenshot of just a couple of pieces of feedback. People saying, oh my God, loving these money mouse. Thank you so much. Mm. And I just replied to him with that and said, mate, as you go through your career, progress through becoming a chartered accountant you'll understand there's a lot more to life than you know trying to be cool or whatever Mm. you want to help other people and sharing your experience is a great way to do it hopefully you figure it out too all the best Mm. when i looked at his linkedin profile so he gets a notification luke hemis has looked at my profile i'm like i'm coming for you boy (laughs) yeah i'm gonna beat this bullshit out like not actually physically but i'm like i'm gonna you know and that kind of replies probably would scare you more than just saying yeah 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 so i think yeah people Try and bring other people down because they're like, ah, oh, deep down they're like, I wish I was doing something, but um, mm. but I'm not, and so I'll make sense of uh, the fact that they're doing it by telling them they shouldn't be doing it. And you're like, 
Yeah, God, yeah. you know, what are you doing? Just keep scrolling then. Yeah. Or unfollow. Go and, you know, you're not the student yet. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Well, I think the message there is don't listen to the haters. <laughs> yeah. Do yeah. You want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we don't want to get into them. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what are we? Must be just about an hour deep into this, are we? We're an hour seven minutes. Holy shit. So, yeah, Apologies. I think we, we'll wrap it up now because I know you've got a life to live. But this well, I'm only been... going to a long lunch. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, Great fun as always. Yeah. Anything else it. you wanted to touch on in terms of that? or oh, I could go all day on personal brand, but I do yeah. think that's one thing we're not taught as Kiwis. And, uh, you know, in a, in a minute it would be uh, a great example is I had to talk to a lawyer mate a couple of days ago and he got a call from a recruit, recruiter. The recruiter said, everybody I talk to knows who you are. And he goes, yeah, yeah. Um, he's like, I get that quite a lot. She's like, how do you do that? And he's like, oh, well, I market myself. And uh, her response was, oh, no need to blow your own trumpet. And he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> what? Like, so I'm like, I said to him, I was like, man, you should like never take a candidate from her and no. just say, hey, like, I don't like this, this tall poppy what? bullshit. You know, that you're is, saying that's yeah. like not even she this must is be like a, because yeah, that just makes oh. no sense to me. <laughs> but that's what they're taught, you know, and that's what we're taught is like. Don't, you know, don't bloody poke your head out above the sand too much. Don't, yeah. you know, think you're better than you are, you know, don't brag and all this talk, talk about bullshit. It's like, if you're doing good stuff, you should celebrate that because there's plenty of fuckwits out there doing bad stuff and they mm. get put in the press and they get exposure for it. So what about mm. some good stuff? And personal brand is huge. Like I had something written down here about what I would change if I couldn't. It was switching the already existing subjects in school so like for math in math you'd learn about compound interest and in english you'd learn about how to build a personal brand and sort of yeah. write around that because that's so important these days it doesn't yeah. matter like personal brand doesn't mean you're an influencer with a hundred thousand followers it means what you represent online and that kind of thing doing or, or, or doing audits of your social media you know making sure that you're representing who you are well yep. and truly online um but yeah that's not Bloating at all, so that's no, interesting. No, no, it's just to that, that generation as well that it was because you didn't do it as much, you didn't have the yeah. ability. You could be a bad, like a shithead, and get away with it. Mm. Now, like it kind of goes with you. So, your personal brand is like a, it's, it's, it has a value attached to it, you know. So, mm. I think people should think about that as they progress through their lives and their careers because shit sticks with you and goes with you, and, and poor choices and stuff, and good choices. So, you want to be building on that, and that increases your value. And, great way to sort of look at it these days is um i saying to someone in sports broadcasting i'm like mate i know you're on the news every day but one day you're not going to be or one day you're going to going to need to change your job and i guarantee you that if you have ten thousand linkedin followers ten thousand instagram followers and you're just putting out the same sports clippets and building an audience there you're going to be able to walk into that meeting and say hey this is why you should employ me not that person because i've also got a personal brand that is bigger than just being on the news. It is here, 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 and here. Mm. And here's the engagement. And they go, yeah, fuck, we'd be stupid not to uh, take advantage of this. So that's why personal brand is important for like everybody mm. across whatever you're doing in your life. And it's only going to go further that way rather than the boom way of like, oh, I'll just abuse someone on Twitter and I've only got four mates. So surely like no one else will see it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, oh well. Right, there we go. <laughs> well, that's it. Uh, yeah. Nothing's changed, but we are working on it. So. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Luke, for coming on again. No worries. I've had a lot of fun. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you were able to take something valuable away. Um, be sure to subscribe and keep up with the socials for further episodes at the One Up Project, and I'll catch you on the next one.